KGUM, AM in Agatha, Guam. You got it locked on to the edge of heaven with Rand Kaufman. Only on Guam's hottest talk, News Talk, K57. Every heart it seems is bound to die. A 
All right, we got Rand on the phone lines. Hi, Rand, are you ready? Yeah, Isaiah, thank you. Uh, you know, folks, uh, we're uh, kind of having a different show here uh, with the Edge of Heaven tonight. We're down here in SETI Bay. We uh, took a, a sailboat, uh, Earth, and I left Agate Marina around uh, maybe about 3.30 or so. We had to wait for the tide and uh, sailed out, and a beautiful sail uh, right on down and uh, uh, anchored in. And uh, we're, we're down here with uh, a group of uh, gentlemen who uh, uh, I would say probably represent uh, the Chamorro culture uh, uh, to the extraordinary uh, level of whatever level you want to put that at. Anyway, <laughs> what, what we're doing, was kind of, we're kind of seeing how, how the crew works with the uh, aspect of if we want to make a trip up to the Northern Marianas, we'd like to go up to Pagan. And uh, um, this is kind of like a shakedown cruise with a boat, and how we store things, and where people can speak, and all the different aspects. But uh, first of all, uh, uh, we've got McKinnon here, uh, and he can talk a little bit about uh, uh, the Sagan Katurin and, and what you have going on up there w- with your museum. Here, here's here's uh, 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 McKinnon Johnny Kicks again. Um, I'm inviting the people you know, after all this little thing that's happening. Uh, I would like you guys to visit our second couture tomorrow. We have artists, we have the museum, we have the um, farmings, and we have a gift shop and everything. Most of all, um, I'm showing that all the artifacts are gone. Artifacts are dated back as far as thousands of euro. A lot of this has been carbon dated. And I'm just inviting the island of people who want to, uh, when all of this stuff is over, to come up and visit the island. Do you have people coming in now at all? Uh, we, we do. Uh, some people will come up when the gate is open. And, you know, you can wander in and stuff like that. No set hours now. There's no set hours and stuff. But normally... Uh, when all this is over, we're open from 11 to 6 every day except Sunday. From 11 to 6, from Monday to Saturday. Okay, and here's Randy. All right, all right. And now, at a smooth y'all, we have, uh, uh, we do tomorrow, and of course, we do History of Guam, and part of it is a lab, and that lab is where the student goes to uh, uh, Sagan Katurin and meets uh, 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 Johnny. Meets Matingan, and they go uh, through his artifacts. They pick an artifact to really find out, you know, what it uh, uh, what it entails, and uh, it's quite the quite the lesson. Especially, you know, I know today he had a Leonard up there with a, a film crew because they were looking for a lure, an ancestral lure, and what it looked like uh, that no doubt would be on a proa or a glide. And uh, Matingan had one, right? <laughs> you know, of course. <laughs> So the crew came up and filmed it, and it was quite, uh, quite the event. I'm sure someday we'll uh, that'll be a product that we'll be able to watch and uh, and uh, watch uh, the team do this. Um, you know, right now, you know, we got about maybe ten minutes. We had a, a sunset going on here. It's just going to be beautiful. I don't know if we're going to get a green flash or not. And then not only that, tomorrow night's full moon. So right now we got a big full moon right here in Seti Bay, and uh, what a joy to be able to have uh, time. You know that we can spend. Uh, well, on K57 and be in, in such a pristine place. Now, this gentleman, we got his name Guelo. Guelo, I've known Guelo since Rhoda a uh, long time ago. We met at Guelo's uh, forte is uh, a hut. He makes unbelievable huts. 
you know, all throughout uh, uh, Marianas, uh, uh, Rhoda. Uh, did you ever make any up in Saipan? Uh, yeah, same, same, right? And then, of course, here in Guam, there, the, uh, down at the, the beach, uh, you know, the show down there and stuff. Uh, uh, previously, yeah, there was uh, 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 an unbelievable presentation now, uh, five years. Uh, it's been going on, and of course, people are eating and the uh, stage production. And uh, you have uh, 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 Joshua, the, uh, a young man who uh, I got to teach when he was like four years old. He's part of the crew. But Guelo, you want to talk a little bit about what you anticipate uh, in the future with the beach? After day, to Guam, Guam Guelo. The uh, I'm originally from Rhoda, now uh, residing in Guam, and uh, I've been uh, uh, helping with hot building. Uh, I've been building, uh, I've built over uh, 80, 90 huts so far, and it's an uh, old traditional uh, way of uh, building. And uh, also I've been carving canoe, and uh, we did some sailing uh, up to the Northern Islands. Uh, that's an every year uh, thing, and uh, also uh, now we're perpetuating the sling. Uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, new to the millennium, but it's been an ancient uh, ancient tool for the our ancestors. So uh, it's 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 like uh, yeah, it's got that, and also it's been uh, attached to our ancestors, and it it's been lost for a couple hundred years. And now we're uh, reviving it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did went to uh, Spain for a ceiling world tournament. Yeah, I went there for uh, three times, and eventually the last time uh, Guam uh, uh, got the international for first chance, uh, first place in the international. It, yeah, it's like a team, a team from every country. So Guam had a. Yeah, Guam had uh, their own team, so uh, we did the team international. And yeah, yeah, we won international. Yeah, so now we're uh, perpetuating it more to the younger generation. Uh, we just did uh, ju that just to open the the bridge for the younger generation, and now uh, you know it's time for them to take over. And uh, yeah, yeah, we have uh, kids that that are swimming now, like uh, an adult. So. Uh, I think for a solo uh, slinger, I think uh, in the future Guam will get the, the best slinger in the world. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now we're we've been we've been uh, we've been slinging down at, uh, every Wednesday at uh, at uh, Chamorro Village at uh, our canoe house, but now uh, with this uh, pandemic uh, thing, we. Uh, night market, the Wednesday night market had to, to be closed down. So now we temporarily were relocated, and now we're at Southern Kutura. Uh We have a, a billion dollar view, and now and we're we're slinging our 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 best, and uh, you know, overlooking that that view makes us even better. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, last Wednesday we were there sleeping. Yeah, so yeah, so we had every Wednesday uh, from three o'clock we'll be up there slinging all the way to get start. Yeah, yeah. So whenever and um, you know any kids that uh, that's willing to 
Bruce Lindy is uh, welcome to come up and learn. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to bring uh, you don't have to bring anything. Just come and tell us you want to be part of us, and you know we'll, we'll give you a sling, we'll teach you whatever, and we'll make sure that you everything is uh, clean with uh, safety first. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Ran, for uh, inviting me uh, into this. Uh, Epic journey. Uh, uh, yeah, I've never been uh, on a sailboat before. Oh, wow. I, yeah, so I've been uh, riding on an outrigger uh, sailing canoe, but this is my first time here. Yeah. Oh, uh, also we have that uh, the atsuman. Atsuman, it's a fishing technique that the Chamorro people use. You know, we uh, we sink a rock with uh, the chan. And it, it battle out, yeah, and then we dropped it like 150 feet, and then we tame the fish, you know. We feed the fish, and then we harvest it in the in the, in the bottom month. Yeah. Yeah, every week. Every week. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah. I cannot say all of it, you know. It's, uh, it's a secret. You need to... Uh, you need to be. You need to attend a workshop before you you learn everything. Yeah, but yeah, but the culture is not uh, not mine. You know to condemn. I I gotta share it. So yeah, you just got it. But you need to come around and be. You know. So. Oh yeah, and even at the Sangam Kutura. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. So, yeah, get a ticket and you get to, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm inviting everybody to come up to Sagan Kutura and uh, sing with us. So, it's a grand Yeah, that's just the beginning. We'll, we'll get back to Guelo later on. He can talk about when he was running for uh, council, mayor's council in, in Rota. Uh, we, uh, we're, we're lucky enough to, to uh, be, be part of his campaign, right? Mayor's Council, no, that was, uh, that was wonderful. I, I did we're down here in Chetty Bay. The moon is just beautiful. Uh, it's uh, tomorrow night's full. Uh, we're looking at uh, uh, the green flash maybe up the sun. It doesn't look like there's any cause. Yeah, the green flash, folks, of course, as you well know, um, doesn't uh, occur if there's clouds on the horizon. But right now, just looking over there, it doesn't look there might be some. I don't know, I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. So, um, what we're uh, kind of walk people through here. What we have, of course, is probably the most beautiful uh, sunset in the world, um, happening right now. As a matter of fact, and uh, the uh, sun has entered into the horizon line, and um, we're uh, let it sink. And as we watch, uh, we'll give a full-on uh, account of a green flash, right? Which may be just exactly what. Uh, what's happening here with uh, uh, the beautiful Seti Bay. Now, here we are the night before the 4th of July, okay, folks, the night before 4th of July, and we're the only boat in this bay. And if I look up at the crosses, and, and I know Mount Lombom's right up there, this is the highest mountain in the world uh, because the Marianas Trench, of course, is the deepest, and we're in this pristine bay with two freshwater rivers, uh, and we're the only ones. And uh, if this wasn't a, a blessing, uh, you know, we're uh, uh, 
deeply confused. But, you know, remember, it's polarity, folks. You got, you know, you got the good with the bad, you know, and nobody escapes it. You just got to be able to realize what it is and have a good attitude about it because uh, uh, no reason to try to think anything's going to be different. Because I don't think it's going to be different. Okay, so the sun's halfway through. Uh, uh, the horizon now dropping down just beautiful colors. Uh, we got some clouds over on the, uh, that have already passed over Guam, and they're uh, moving, uh, of course, from the east to the west. We got about a, a 15 knot wind today. It's probably down to about 10 or so now. And uh, as uh, as the night starts calming in, as uh, uh, there goes the sun, I know we're going to have a green flash. Right, Blolo? What do you think? It's, it looks like it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you're not supposed to look at the sun, you know, uh, of course, your retina gets burned. Some people do what they call sun gazing, you know, real early in the morning or something, you know, and then they say that kind of helps uh, with people uh, uh, every now and then. But uh, don't try it, folks, it's unless you, uh, you know, you got something that you're uh, uh, probably uh, uh, a, a unique situation where it's something you've really, really studied. But you can look it up and see what it's all about and see what it does for you. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's not like something we'd want to think anybody should, uh, should be doing. Uh, okay, so we got about maybe uh, um, maybe about a third of the sun left, and uh, she's, uh, she's just beautiful. Again, the, the colors are coming up already. We've had some uh, fishing down here. We, we uh, A quick fish, it was a pretty big one, brought it. Up to the boat, but she got away. You know, as as the, as the story goes, right? The biggest one got away. But here we are. We're okay. We're down to maybe about uh, the uh, last fifth of the sun, and uh, she's sinking. And uh, let's see. Here we go. This is amazing to be able to do this on the radio. Okay. So if we look at it, uh, it's it's pretty. Uh, it's it's pretty. Shut. Watch your, uh, watch your, uh, this is your ancestors. We dedicate this green flash, folks, to our ancestors, uh, wherever they may be in the, in, the, in the love and the hope. And there it is, green flash. Okay. So the right now, at this very moment, the sun has set, folks. So we're talking about uh, 652 uh, on the night before, of course, uh, 4th of July. Uh, we have the actual setting of... Uh, uh, the sun with a green flash. Now that's a blessing. We're looking for those blessings. You know, it's a great, a great search, right? But uh, we're really happy to uh, to be able to bring this uh, to the uh, to the listening audience. You know, going through something like this, and then as you face, of course, into the east, we got a, a full moon that's risen up. It's probably about uh, 20, 30 degrees off the horizon uh, of the Sandy Bay uh, mountaintops here. Uh, but you know, it's just going to be a beautiful, beautiful night down here. Folks, I tell you, you know, uh, uh, going on adventures is an easy hike coming down the Celebay uh, Overlook. Coming down, it's just an easy hike down, and uh, then you walk across. Uh, uh, you got the Spanish Bridge there. Uh, you walk around uh, the point, and then you come into in the, in the Seti Bay. Uh, spending the day doing something like this is, uh, is, a, is a big treat, you know, for the, for the family. It's getting out and doing things... Uh, uh, that while we're in this kind of strange uh, uh, world uh, event, you know, that's, uh, that'll give us the opportunity to see, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the quality of, of what life is all about, of course, being with your family and going on these adventures. Again, uh, we're looking at going up to the, to the Northern Marianas. Um, you know, uh, this, we've got this 43-foot Polaris. It's a, a Robert Perry design. Um, uh, people who may have been around here for maybe know that for now, Liggett. 
uh, they built uh, uh, five boats in uh, Taiwan, and they stayed there and, and made sure it was built, you know, to their specs. And it's uh, it's a, a real nice bubble hole, um, a double uh, uh, a double skin they call it. There's fiberglass on the outside. There's foam in the middle, and there's fiberglass on the inside. So it's really solid. We got a new engine. We put a new engine in. So she's uh, she's running really well. And this is just kind of a, a trip down here to City Bay to look at what we got uh, in space, to what we look like, what we got to do uh, in uh, in sleeping. Because you know when you head up to the Northern Marianas, uh, you got a lot of time. You know, so you you will be sleeping on the boat, learning how everything works. All right, so. We got about six more minutes. Now, one of the things that, that you know, that's, that's kind of a fun thing to do that you can think about, you know, we always talk about, you know, rising uh, to the occasion of uh, our consciousness and uh, giving yourself a new name. Now, the nice thing is that uh, uh, in the tomorrow aspect, you get a name. You get a tomorrow name. And uh, it's something that, that can mean a lot. You know, you uh, like, like uh, Danica Janae Kaufman. But her real name is Mahaling. Right? You know, she has her tomorrow name. And, of course, we shouldn't have named her Mahaling because she's in Tampa. You know, we should have named her SDV Dua, right? Because <laughs> she's here. You know, we want her to be here, not, not in Tampa, for gosh sakes. But anyway, um, so Mahaling's her name, uh, Ambiza. I was lucky enough to get the child name Ambiza. And uh, maybe we'll give the phone to uh, Matingan here, and he can because uh, I know he want to talk about his, uh, what Matingan means. Matingan, Matingan means, in our language, it means uh, deep blue sea, the deep ocean. I, I got that name when I'm doing my spiritual praying, my fastings, and things like that, just to gain the artifacts of our people. And for quite some time, I keep hearing this whisper, Matingan, Matingan, and everything. It took me almost a year to realize that our ancestors are actually calling my name. That's how I got my name, Matina. So actually, my mom, my dad, and grandmother called me Johnny Cake Siguenza. That's what my family name gave me. It's my human name, yeah. Our conscious my higher conscious name is Matina. And I'm blessed for having that name because I am so deep into my artifacts as it is, as deep as the ocean. It's a lot of energy on it and stuff. Well, here's Randy. No, thank you for listening. There you go. Okay. Um, Isaiah, how you doing? Hello? Isaiah? Yes, sir? Yes, sir. What time you got? We have three more minutes. Three more minutes. Okay, so tonight, after uh, after the news, uh, go ahead and play uh, 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 Kiss of Life. Uh, for all of our women that aren't with us, you know, that they want to be with us down here. Here's the boys, right? You know, <laughs> the, the kiss of life, you know, that our day song, you know, and we'll play that thing out for the for the girls because, boy, we miss our baby now. Okay, does that, does that make sense? Can you do that? Yes, okay. sir. I got you. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Now, uh, big time, folks. We got uh, Island Strong uh, uh, supporting uh, the program. Uh, go over there right now. You know, get your vitamin C. There's even products that are in Payless. Uh, uh, Island Strong, uh, 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 real nice stuff uh, when it comes to the, the need of uh, vitamin C that you need, the K, K2, a whole bunch of uh, uh, vitamins to kind of balance out your, uh, your existence. So you can, you know, live a long, uh, quality, healthy life. Uh, because in some cases, you might not be getting all your supplements that, that you may need. 
And then, of course, uh, Just Hard Clothes. Uh, you know, they're open up. They're, uh, they got big tables all over the place. So, you know, some consistent seats okay. And uh, just be excited about going down to Jeff's. You know, the, the venue's unbelievable. You know, I know Tuesdays are having some Jose's uh, uh, Mexican tacos. It's just it's just wonderful. Uh, how are we doing now, Zay? What's that, what time you got? We have one minute left. Okay. Now, Isaiah, have you ever been to City Bay? No, I haven't. <laughs> well, it's worth the trip. If you go uh, toward Moleto, uh-huh. you can go down to this uh, Cella Bay, S-E-L-L-A, uh, Overlook. And, and there is the trail. And you go down, you come to a really beautiful Spanish bridge. Mm-hmm. And then you keep on hiking south. Okay. You go around the point, and uh, you come into uh, uh, Seti Bay. But it's really a high-energy uh, uh, experience for people. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's something that, you know, again, family members or just your friends or whoever, you know, to have that opportunity to go uh, in, in an adventure. And if you want to camp out, you know, that's also something that is uh, uh, nice down here. Uh, Champ Tanaka, yeah. he's uh, uh, down here often, too. So how are we doing? We did our minute. We got 55 seconds. 55 seconds? Yes, sir. 50. How we we just had a minute and I talked all that and that was only in five minutes. <laughs> Boy, we're doing some crazy things with time well, now. I was just saying a minute because you know I don't know what? I don't know. <laughs> Forty seconds anyway. now. Four seconds. Okay, so folks, CBS News, KGM the bomb. We'll be right back with a whole bunch more. Okay, keep it going, Isaiah. Thank you, sir. You've got it locked on to the edge of heaven with Rand Kaufman only on Guam's hottest talk, News Talk K57. Oh, you left me to you. 
Are you ready? Yes, yes. Thank you. I, this is wonderful. You know, folks, uh, um, we're doing a live with Mo. I think this is the first time there's been a live with Mo from Seti Bay. Uh, we did uh, uh, was uh, uh, quite a number of years ago uh, a remote uh, up on Mount Lama, up at the, up at the crosses. Um, we did that. Um, it was 8888. It was August 8, 2008. But our first, uh, um, what would you call it, a, a renewal of our vows. Jenny and I renewed our vows down here in Seti Bay, uh, July 7th, 2007. So we did 777 at 7, and it was right at 7 o'clock at night. And I think we uh, waited until it was 707, and then we counted to 7. So we. <laughs> We got as many sevens in there as we could. Joseph Mompas, the Sarah Hanu from uh, Malenso. This guy, Isaiah, is so good that when he went hunting for octopus, he would put his hand out over the water as he was as he was kind of moving around, and he could feel what the octopus was, and he only kept himself to seven octopuses. Never took more than, than, than the seven that, you know, that he could sell and then have uh, you know, at home. But he was our Sarah Hanu. I picked him up in Agate, and then we came in, and I'll tell you, I got, we got this picture of uh, Jenny and I uh, kissing, and we were, I was holding little Mahaling in my arm, and the sunset was, is just, just amazing. Kind of like what we're having right now. Really, we got we got purples, uh, we got uh, down on the horizon. Of course, we got the pink. Uh, we got a big cloud with the sunset with our green flash here tonight, uh, folks. I mean, if there ever was, you know, a perfection, you think about it. The crazy thing is that you know there were. Uh, a sailboat anchored here in Seti Bay, and nobody else is here, and it's the night before Fourth of July. Anywhere in America, that wouldn't be the case. <laughs> you, got, you got plenty, plenty sailboats, plenty, plenty other boats running around, but we're uh, fortunate enough to be here. Now, uh, again, we were talking earlier about uh, making a trip up to Poggin on this sailboat, the Sailboat Earth. She's a 43-footer, and the idea is to kind of do a shakedown cruise. So we got Mahaling uh, uh, in, in our hearts. You know, my granddaughter, she had Easter egg hunts down here. This is one of the things we like to do uh, as a, a um, activity. You know, that's one of the things. Uh, my, my mom had a stroke, uh, and she lived in Florida. And at the time, uh, we moved back down to uh, Ormond Beach, Daytona Beach, Florida, to take care of mom. 
And uh, uh, this this was something you know that we felt you know was was an important thing that I that I've learned here. Of course, being on this beautiful island, that this is uh, taking care of of your uh, family and, and being there for them is, is first and foremost. So that was my uh, um, thought of doing that. But when I came back, we came back. Mom was okay, and and she went through therapy, and she uh, you know was able to drive again and take care of herself. So we came back to Guam, and what we came back to was two things. The first one. Is Rota Fiesta every year? You know, Columbus Day is a joke. You know, everybody goes, "Ha ha ha!" Columbus Day, what's that got to do with us? Well, folks, Columbus Day is Rota's St. Francis de Borja. St. Francis de Borja's beautiful, beautiful uh, celebration, the biggest fiesta, really the biggest party in the Marianas on Rota, and uh, uh, so that's something that uh, has to do that. That's a, that's that's a, a given. And the other one is in Seti Bay, Easter time put the eggs out along the bay, and then, uh, of course, the kids, uh, look, we used to put uh, real eggs out, Isaiah, but uh, what happened was the duendas got them. Man. So we quit. We quit putting real eggs out and started just putting uh, uh, the Easter eggs with quarters in them, and uh, it was, uh, you know, a big hit for the kids, of course, you know, having that kind of activity. But anyway, uh, July 7th, 2007, uh, at uh, 7 o'clock, we had a uh, down here in Seti Bay, that Joseph Office was brought in from, um, from Agatown. The ceremony, of course, took him back down to Agatown. I, uh, I got a little bay liner that we could pull behind the sailboat, and off we went to uh, 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 get him, uh, you know, safe passage back to uh, uh, Agate. And uh, I think he's living in Rizzo, uh and did a wonderful job. He's very conscientious uh, as a Serhana, uh, you know, as a minister. Um, you know, and of course, Jenny and I renewed our vows. That was the first time we renewed our vows. Was uh, uh, seven seven at seven, and of course, eight 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 at eight. We did a show. We were up on top of uh, Mount Lama by the uh, crosses, and we camped out. The Holling was up there. Uh, uh, Brand and Tim Hanley was our minister uh, that time, and we did it right at uh, uh, you know at the end of the show. We were talking, uh, you know, talking about the vows, talking everything, and then he, of course, announces our. Uh, um, love and our, our care for our relationship, and we, we do our vows 8888. That was up in uh, uh, over the uh, beautiful city bay up there on the top of Mount Lama where the, where the crosses are. Then, uh, 999 at 9, uh, we went down to uh, Telefoto Bay. Uh, that's September 9th, you know, 2009. We kept track of all this stuff. We were 2009, and uh, our minister then was Mona Roberto. And she uh, did a beautiful ceremony. We uh, were right there in the bay, uh, and she was uh, very uh, professional uh, as, a, as a, a minister, uh, delivering you know the love toward um, that Jenny and I have for each other, and, and acknowledging that by having uh, the nine 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 at nine down in Seti Bay. Then we did ten 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 at ten. Now ten 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 at ten was different. This was in in uh, in Pogget. Uh, we made an arrangement uh, uh, with uh, Matinian and Poggett, Dan Jackson, and uh, they went down there before us, I think the night before, and they set up an altar down there by the cliff where the Lottie Stone uh, uh, sites are. And uh, we, so we uh, went down on a Saturday, hiked down, and set up a, a, a we got a jungle hammock. Jenny and I have a jungle hammock. It's a double. And, the, you know, I tell you, folks, you know, if you really want to have some fun, you know, these jungle hammocks, they're all screened in. You got a like a, a part of it, you know, on top, you know, so it range, you know, you don't get wet. 
and uh, uh, it, it's it's beautiful. We take it up to the Echo Rutidian uh, Resort, and uh, you know when we spend our nights up there. But this is something that we had um, set up, you know, in into uh, 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 having you know that adventure down at ten 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 at ten at Target. So that night. Uh, the night before Saturday night, we went to uh, out on the cliff, and of course, Matingan, uh, the magic man, you know, casts his handline out, and right away catches a fish. Uh, and and the interesting thing, in the jungle, when we were in the jungle, you could hear all of the flies buzzing. You hear the like this. And what we did, Isaiah, we we named that sound a Judah. And you could hear it. it was like if you listen really close, you can hear that going, Judah, 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 mm. Judah, Judah and Shema means help. And so these flies are making all this noise. And then, as I was talking to uh, our group target and uh, Matingan and, and Jenny and, and, and my son Dustin uh, was there, and all of a sudden, folks, bang, it quits. No more flies. You don't hear any sound at all. And I learned that in the Northern Marianas when we were up in Alamogan, that right away, right when the sun sets, there's no more flies. They all go to the surface, I guess, but there's no more flies. And then, of course, as sunrise comes up, uh, you got flies all over the place up in the Northern Mariana. That's one of the things uh, in, in some of the islands. There's a, there's a lot of flies, so you gotta make got to make friends with them if, if you're up there. But that's something I learned from the Northern Mariana. So that was 10, 10, 10, and 10. And uh, in the morning, uh, of course, we get up, and, of course, Jenny that night gets to eat that fresh fish that uh, Matingan had caught, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. what a blessing. And then in the morning... Uh, Paget, uh, we're looking at 10 o'clock in the morning, of course, starting the ceremony for the renewal of our vows. And it was, uh, where we stood, uh, in this altar that Matingan and, uh, uh, Paget had made. And I had one hand on a latte stone, and then uh, my right hand was on a latte stone, and then our left hand, my left hand, her right hand, Jenny's right hand, was holding a sling stone, and then her left hand was on another, uh, lighter stone. So, we're doing the ceremony. August doing it. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Doing it in, in tomorrow. And uh, uh, all of a sudden, folks, all of a sudden, I was I couldn't stand up. All of a sudden, I, I, I was so dizzy, mm-hmm. I couldn't stand up, and I went down on my knees. And Jenny, of course, looking at me, goes, wow, now maybe this is part of the ceremony. So she goes down on her knees. So we go through the ceremony, and when the ceremony's over, I get up. Uh, and stand up, but still, I can't, I can't, uh, stand up. You know, I'm, I'm too dizzy. So I went back down again on my knees, and then I had two choices. Hmm. The first choice, of course, is fear. Wow, man, I'm having a heart attack. Uh-huh. I'm having a stroke. Call 911. Or love. Fear or love. Those are your choices. So I, right in, in, in my training, of course, with Edge of Heaven all these years, uh, love, I recognize it as how powerful it is. So I started chanting, love, 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 love. But then I realized, oh, I'm so silly. What am I doing in pocket? Love, love, love. So I exchanged it, glide, 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 glide. And as I chanted that, that love chant, that mantra, all of a sudden I felt this euphoric feeling. And all of a sudden everything was okay. Man, I wasn't busy any longer. Uh, I was kind of laying back on this altar that, that, that the boys had made. And I was perfectly okay. And I was in a euphoric state. It was it was quite quite the the sense of uh, uh, of of a revelation of such. Of course, we were in these uh, our ancestral uh, house. Uh, you know, we were holding on to a sling stone. Uh, uh, we were uh, uh, asking permission, of course, uh, to to uh, bless uh, our wedding. 
our, our renewal of our vows. And uh, it worked out. It was, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful ceremony. And uh, it gave us, of course, uh, an insight. Of course, Target, if you, if you ever watched the movie Avatar, folks, Target is the tree of life. Mm-hmm. That place is, is, is unbelievable. How are we doing on time, Isaiah? We're good. We have 44 minutes left. Wonderful. Okay. So that was 10, 10, 10, and 10. Then 11, 11, 11, we did a, uh, uh, at Rikidian. And at Rikidian, it was interesting because we had uh, uh, we had Art and Vera Dioro, and we had Jefferson uh, Cronin and uh, Diane Thurber, and we had Mariana, uh, who was at the time uh, working at the uh, uh, for the Fish and Wildlife there, uh, you know, as a as a guide. So we were, we went into the the Chapel Cave there at Rikidian. That Chapel Cave is beautiful. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, you can tell there was a lot of uh, uh, Chamorro activity there. It was, uh, um, you know, there were some lithographs, uh, I think, on the walls, up on the, by the kind of near the ceilings. A beautiful, beautiful place. And, and we, we did a, a ceremony, and it was interesting because we had a reading. There was a reading that we did. And in that reading, uh, we went around, every person got to do uh, like a paragraph of the reading and, and, and state these words. And then when we came around and when we finished, it was perfectly set. The last person to do the reading, uh, it just came out to where it, 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 it made all the sense. So we joined uh, a, a vow of, of our marriage and our love uh, toward each other, um, of course, Jenny and I, uh, Art and Vera, and uh, Jefferson and Diane. Very beautiful ceremony. And then, of course, uh, Mariana, I guess, was kind of like our minister. Now, here's a boat uh, coming out. There was these guys were up on shore, probably gathering some uh, some Zuzu or something uh, down here in Seti, uh, and you can hear the boat leaving, and they headed back. I'm sure back to Agate, or sometimes uh, people head and they go down to uh, to uh, Umatic and, and to come uh, in, in the Seti Bay. But uh, again, it's just beautiful down here, where uh, you still got some sunset going on. And uh, the, uh, the moon is uh, one day away from being full, but she's up. And uh, our deck is uh, 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 full of supplies and full of things, you know, as anticipating how we're going to make this run back up to the, up to the Northern Marianas. So that was 11, 11 uh, at 11. Uh, we did it. We did it. Now, 12, 12 at 12. Okay, 12, 12, 12 at 12. Remember, uh, uh, December is the last month, so that's 12. And we did that. We did that at a smooth job. And that was interesting because I remember, I think Jenny was uh, maybe, uh, she was studying for a class. She was you know, taking classes up at the university. I think something was going on where she was, uh, she had to kind of study. And so we didn't think about going anywhere. But we did the ceremony at a smooth job. And I got a, uh, we have a, a record player. Can you imagine that? We got a record player. And the record is this guy, Don Jenkins. This guy, Don Jenkins, uh, put together this record. Uh, it was a 33 and a third for you folks that you know about records. Uh, 33 and a third, and it was called uh, The Seven Dreams. And one of the dreams has to do, this is when I played this, this is at right at 12 o'clock, right? It was 12, 12 uh, on the December 12th. Uh, 12 o'clock night, and uh, 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 it was 12 minutes after, and then we counted to 12, and just right at that moment, we played this uh, this dream. And the dream has to do with a man who's in a, a, a rowboat, and he's in a canal, and he's rowing along in this canal, this bayou, and he sees 
a pink houseboat. And he kind of breaks into song, you know, it's a, it's a musical uh, kind of a soliloquy. And so, he, uh, you know, living on a houseboat, uh, he hears these people singing the song inside the houseboat as he, as he approaches it on this rowboat. And he hears these people singing, and they're singing, living on a houseboat. Uh, and, and the woman uh, says, you know, get up and get me breakfast to the man, right? And then the man says, well, I better get up and get the breakfast, because if I don't get the breakfast, she'll probably throw a shoe, and shoes can be the terrible brutes. So he gets up, and then while he's getting up, you hear her say, don't forget to feed the angels. So, you know, the guy looks around, what angels? I don't see any angels. So in no time, he comes walking out with a plate, and he puts it down on the on the deck, on a, on a ledge on the deck, and goes back inside. And then you hear her talking about living in sin. And he says, well, living on a houseboat ain't like living in sin. But she says, no, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting married. Let's get married. And then they talk about, you know, something borrowed, something blue. Uh, this is, uh, you know, some of these uh, very conventional uh, thoughts about marriage. And then, of course, the man goes, well, you know, who's going to marry us? And she goes, well, the angels. The angels are going to marry us. Okay, so they go outside. And, of course, this is a dream. And the guy's in the rowboat watching all this stuff going on. And they go outside, and then there's this chorus of angels. And they sing this beautiful, beautiful song. Uh, marrying this uh, this man and this woman on this pink houseboat, and that's what we did at twelve, 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 or twelve. Very, uh, very intense uh, aspect. Of course, you know, then that, that was it. You know, uh, in uh, uh, in the months, right? We don't have our thirteenth month unless you're Chamal. And if you realize the lunar calendar does have a thirteenth month, and so there's it's called Suma, uh, S-U-M-A. S-U-M-E. It kind of depends on what calendar you're looking at. And when it comes, it's, it's, it's when the southeast wind, it's around the uh, end of July, August time. Uh, it's, it's, uh, um, it's a uh, uh, winds come from the southeast. Now, most of the time we have northeast prevailing winds. Right now we have east winds. But at that time in the summer, you have the prevailing southeast winds and with the southeast winds in the Marianas, you can sail up to the northern Marianas. You can go all the way up uh, to Mog uh, because you have that wind. And see, right now, if we go to, to, to Rhoda, it's 30 degrees off of due north. So 30 degrees, if you have northeast prevailing winds, it's, it, it, you got to make a big tack. you got to go way up, and then you got to tack back down and come into Rhoda. But right now, we have an east wind. So it's, it's a pretty good run to go 30 degrees. But the big one, of course, is your uh, Suma when you have your southeast winds, and then that way you can tack all the way up, and you can tack, come all, or you can make a, make a straight line all the way up. You don't have to tack to, to Rotatinian and Saipan, and then you come back down uh, um, with that wind also. You know, So it's a, it's a nice time. It's, it's what they call window. Uh, for like proas, uh, glides, anything you know, people want to um, get out into the ocean in, in the traditional sense. Uh, that's uh, the way, like what Weller was talking about in the, in the trips. But that's the one. If you try to sail up into that wind uh, when it's a northeast prevailing, uh, it's going to be a, a real, a real tough job. And, you know, they talk about ancestral uh, um, tomorrow uh, skeletons. With there's a big hump, like I, I guess on the back of the neck. Uh, and I can only imagine that that big hump on the back of the neck is from paddling, you know, getting out there and uh, 
because uh, there's no uh, harbor patrol, you know, there's no Coast Guard, man. You're, you you got to paddle that boat uh, if you want to get to Rhoda Kitty or Saipan, or, or you end up, you know, probably with your cousin Lapu Lapu down in uh, 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 the uh, Philippine Islands. You know, that's a, that's a, a reality in itself. Uh, just thinking about where everybody ends up, you know, if you, if you drift, uh, you know, how many days, 35 to 45 days, you know, you're in the Philippines drifting. Uh, I think you go about two knots, one knot, something like that, moving along with the current. But, uh, um, you know, that's uh, that's the, the case like with Magellan, right? You know, that's, that's where they are kind of looking for his bones over there in Bataan. Um, that's a, a, an interesting story in itself. But what we're talking about, of course, is going up to the Northern Marianas. Now, the first time I went to Rota was in the early 70s, and I went up on, on a 24-foot sailboat. Uh, we went over at the time on the corner uh, there, uh, right now where the Kapu's statue is, on the corner there was a Mariana's Divers was the shop. And, uh, of course, you know, that, that were uh, uh, unbelievable uh, a master diver, you know, there. The, uh, uh, and he uh, had a shop, and you get your tanks. And they also had charts. So I asked uh, the gentleman when we went in, I said, you have a chart of Rhoda? And they said, yeah, yeah, of course. So they laid it out on the uh, table. And, uh, you know, I looked, okay, where's the village? And they showed me right down there, you know, wedding cake and where the village and how the east and west and what side to come in and everything. And then they said, well, are you going to buy it? I said, no, I don't have to buy it. I saw it. Mm-hmm. Right? Inside your mind, right? So anyway, we sailed up. And uh, uh, it was, uh, we, 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 we'd like to leave. We like to leave in the afternoon, uh, and then and then leaving in the afternoon, uh, right at kind of sunset. You kind of you get up there uh, in the morning, early morning, or uh, uh, or late in the afternoon. Kind of depends on what the winds. Oftentimes, we've gone up and the wind is quick, and of course, uh, uh, that's uh, right away. You're on your way with, in, on a drift, and you just have to wait until the wind comes back up. Of course, that just depends most time in the summertime. Uh, sometimes you get a variable wind, but we were okay. Uh, uh, and so landing up in Rhoda, I was with a guy by the name of uh, Jacob Tyskin met us up there, and that's the first time I met Junior Tovez. And uh, Junior Tovez is, of course, a, a, a prolific uh, sand painter, uh, unbelievable talent this gentleman has uh, in, in Rhoda. He, uh, as a matter of fact, would go to trade fairs up in Japan, and they would give him a booth, and he would sit there and make this, uh, this these sand paintings, and that would give him... Uh, 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 number one uh, status in visited uh, booths from all of these folks who are in the uh, in the uh, tourist business. You know, you had your people who were showing the pyramids, people who were showing uh, Brazil, people who were showing all these places all over the world. Well, Junior Thomas, our boy from Rota, got more hits. More people came into his booth than any other these other booths. So, what, as a result of that, they started flying jets from Japan, uh, charter to down to. Uh, uh, Rhoda and Junior Tovez would teach these fine folks how to do a sand painting. So that was, uh, uh, you know, high adventure stuff, if you think about it. You know, Junior Tovez, he's uh, 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 has since passed. And an interesting thing about Junior, he uh, he passed in 2009, February of 2009. Uh, you know, it's a uh, uh, you know, young, uh, you know, vibrant young man. Uh, but in, in his passing, interesting enough, one year anniversary he was uh, he found himself uh, in National Geographic National Geographic has a picture of uh, a gentleman in uh, India 
and he is a magician. And in his uh, case as a magician, his business hasn't been too good lately because the village in India has gotten a new uh, uh, TV station there, and so uh, nobody's really listening to his uh, business uh, in, in the magic world. So uh, there he, have a, he has a full picture of, of him, his head, you know, he has his hat. Now, Junior Tovez had a whole knapsack, a whole backpack full of spondylus, okay? So this guy, in National Geographic, one year after uh, Junior passed, uh, on the top of his head, he's got this hat covered with spondylus, covered with these uh, orange uh, different symbols and different things uh, on his hat. And his face is exactly the same face as Junior Tovez. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I show it to the family, I show it to the kids. You know, the kids are going, whoa, whoa, papa, 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 like this. And uh, one year anniversary, February 2010, a uh, year after Junior had passed, there was his uh, uh, unbelievable uh, picture, uh, his like, uh, right in National Geographic. So very, very meaningful. Now, uh, after my experience of going to Rhoda, I made a trip up to Tinian. Now, Tinian is interesting. Tinian, folks, you got to think about it, is probably one of the most powerful islands uh, in the Marianas. The reason why is that's where Taga lived. Taga picked Tinian. Taga could have lived anywhere, but he picked Tinian. Now, Rhoda has a quarry. It's called Las Neves, and it's a quarry like uh, stones, like the, like the Taga stones, but they're in the ground. They haven't been lifted. You know, they're still in the ground. And the Taga stones are up, you know, uh, 15 to 18 feet. Uh, unbelievable. And if you go there, uh, you know, it's like, a, a, of course, the, the house is depicted as how it was built, how, how it looked original. An earthquake uh, has seems, uh, you know, I guess, uh, caused a lot of the uh, columns to fall, the pillars to fall. Sometimes, uh, you know, people were talking about, you know, maybe a, a, a Japanese bulldoze one over or something like that. But anyway, Tinian is, is a spot. You know, it's something that you go there. Um, and it's very powerful in the, the aspect, of course, the people there. Um, I got to meet the, the Fleming family when I first went up there. I got to meet the Villa Gomez family. Um, you know, we rented a house up there. We were, we were fishing, uh, you know, some, some really good fishing over on the uh, east side of the island. We would fish at 100 fathoms. We had a trust territory uh, permit. Uh, we went into a business with a Tysican, uh, Paul Tysican out of Rhoda. And uh, Mr. Kodama, my Japanese Hawaiian uh, uh, captain, uh, we were running a boat. First boat we ran uh, was called the Siga, uh, of course, in Chamala, that means salt. And we were uh, uh, quite uh, uh, prolific uh, deep sea fishermen. And we had to show, of course, the economic development people in Rhoda uh, when we got our trust uh, um, territory um, uh, agreement uh, with the boat and all the different things. That, in fact, uh, these fish that we were catching, the onagas, the pakatakas, you know, were really uh, quite uh, quite the, the, the fair, right, you know, and uh, people really loved them. And so our deal was, of course, whatever we caught, first we'd, we'd sell to the uh, Tinian market, uh, then we stop in Rhoda, we sell to the Rhoda market. And uh, then what happened was, interestingly enough, uh, there was another boat. We had two boats, and we brought that up to uh, uh, Saipan, and we had to clear it. Uh, to get it, uh, 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 Fish and Wildlife had to register it, 
because you know our, our plan we're, we're fishing in the, in the Commonwealth of the Northern Marianas Islands. Uh, we had a cross-territory uh, business um, a permit, and it was uh, a real high energy. You know, uh, again, providing food is the big one, folks. You know, I mean, we can do all kinds of things, but if you're a food provider, you know, at least uh, uh, you'll be an asset to uh, to the community for sure. So anyway, that was our that was our goal. And then my dad passed away. My dad passed away when we were in in. And it was interesting because Tommy Perez at the time was the Trust Territory Liaison Office, uh, uh, really the director. He was in charge. And uh, he uh, uh, called me on the radio in Kenyan. And uh, so I talked to the lady uh, who, who told me that, uh, you know, Tommy Perez was on the line on the – we had no telephones at this time. There's no telephones. Um, and so it was in 74. So I went uh, up to where she was, where the where the um, the radio connection was, and sure enough, uh, my dad had passed away. So I mean, I was in a pretty remote spot. Kenya was pretty remote. No telephones. Uh, the only way you could get contact was through the trust territory uh, uh, radio signals, and and with that, of course, I uh, started working my way back uh, to get to the states uh, to to uh, celebrate my dad my dad's passing. And he was young. He was only 58. He had litigo, uh, which is, of course, you know, there was one in a thousand here in the Marianas. In the state, it's one in a hundred thousand. But uh, that's how that's how he passed. And I went back and went through that ceremony and did everything and uh, went to uh, Florida. My mom was in Florida. My dad was in Illinois. And uh, uh, then after the, the funeral, uh, went down to uh, Florida to visit my mom. And my mom wanted me, of course, to stay in the States. Didn't want me to go back to Guam. Uh, but, you know, I explained to her, you know, that, uh, you know, Guam was really my home and, you know, I, I had my sailboat and, and I was really happy, you know, uh, for my, my life. And so, uh, she said, well, why don't you go over to Disney World and see if you can get a job teaching people how to sail? What do you think, Isaiah? Would that be a fun job? Yes, sir. Yeah. You think that'd be a fun job teaching people at Disney World how to sail? Sounds like fun. Well, I tell you, I went over there, and at the time, Disney World was just getting, uh, they just had the corporate offices, you know, their, their big, uh, their work was going on to, to develop this thing, but their corporate office, I couldn't find a corporate office. I mean, I could find my way back to Guam, but I couldn't find my corporate office there in, uh, in Orlando with Disney World to, where you apply for these jobs. So I said, oh, never mind, I have to go back to Guam. So sure enough, uh, you know, got uh, uh, everything and. uh you know, headed back to uh, uh, to uh, the Marianas after uh, uh, my uh, my uh, my dad had passed away, and then in, in that that feeling, uh, we ended up uh, uh, you know with, with some uh, uh, capital uh, with with my dad's uh, generosity of of what he was able to uh, share with his family. You know, after he passed, and uh, we started building a, a 65, 64 foot, eight inch steel fishing boat. Um, you know, we had the money to make the first uh, part of the, uh, the purchase of the steel. We had to make sure if it was going to be an American boat, we had to have uh, over 50% of the materials had to be from America. So we ordered a steel from America. We, we got our uh, uh, high beam up, um, you know, and sure enough, we started building the 65-foot steel fishing boat. It took us five years to build it. Um, we got a loan guarantee from National Marine Fisheries Service. We got that because of Mr. Kodama. Mr. Kodama was our our sensei. He was our guru. He was the one showing us how to catch all these exotic fish 
uh, in the bottom fish industries, and then also how to put out long lines uh, using the tulip as bait, live a tulip. And so this was something that we, uh, uh, you know, were, were all excited about. Now, what happened was he, he wanted us to build the Holly Sandpan, uh, and, and the building the Holly Sandpan uh, is uh, Hawaii design. That's what he was using. That's what the uh, Pangaroa uh, boat was all about. But because there was a big energy crunch at the time, there was a big energy crunch, you know, people were all in line uh, uh, working on getting uh, fuel, you know, you had license plates and certain numbers, certain times anyway. Um, so we realized, no, why don't we build uh, a motor sailing uh, fishing boat? And so sure enough, this guy, J.P. Hartog, out of uh, San Francisco, had plans. And, uh, of course, we purchased the plans and then, uh, you know, continued. So, uh, Isaiah, how are we doing? Isaiah, are you there? Yes, sir. How are we doing? What What time is it? It is 7.43. 7.43, okay, sounds yeah, good. Yeah, like 17 okay. minutes. So uh, as we continue, uh, you know, and doing this boat, um, it, 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 like I said, it took five years. Mr. Kodama was our uh, was our uh, ace in the hole, so to speak, you know, uh, because they were really impressed with his, his fishing uh, uh, abilities. And we ended up um, completing the boat. And uh, uh, first, uh, first adventure, of course, was to uh, go up to... Uh, a Rota, you know, shakedown cruise. So we, you know, took the boat, sailed, sails went up, did the whole thing, went up to Rota, and uh, had a, a great, uh, it was during the, uh, maybe uh, San Paulo, uh, that was in, in March, uh, would have been uh, that time. So we go up there, because we launched the boat in uh, 83 in December. So that would probably would have been our first uh, shakedown cruise once we got everything set up. And then we ended up uh, going up to the Northern Marianas. Uh, now, going to the Marianas is an interesting thing, because before you go up to Anatahan or any of those islands up there north, Anatahan's about 82 miles north of Saipan, you have to clear with fish and wildlife. So we became really close friends with these fish and wildlife guys, and we and everything we caught, we would document. We, we had forms, we had all these paperwork, and we really were very conscientious, you know, because, you know, we're... Uh, uh, we want to be part of the communication. You know, we don't want to think uh, anybody uh, that we're not doing anything that's not correct, right? And we found out, you know, you could uh, um, uh, go all the way up to, up to Pagan. We met the Castro family in our first uh, adventure. Uh, the Castros, um, uh, Pete Castro, uh, Louis Castro. I think maybe, I don't know if some of his, his uh, Louis's sons might be up in Pagan now. And then we went, uh, um, uh, we met the Aldons. You know, we met all the folks up there, and it was... It was a very uh, uh, high-energy aspect because that off of that east coast of Pagan and that 100 fathom depth, unbelievable amount of Nagas, just beautiful, beautiful Nagas. And we had, on the, on the sun, the boat, it had a 20-ton fish hole that we would be able to put shaved ice, uh, pack the fish, you know. And so 14 days from the first fish we caught, we had 14 days of freshness. We had to get back and get the fish to the market within 14 days. And then once we saw, we'd start shooting south. Uh, we'd go back and do the different uh, island Saipan, sell the Saipan uh, hotels. Uh, we'd sell to Kenyan. We'd go into Rota. We'd sell. And then, you know, in Guam, interestingly enough, of course, we'd go to the fish, fishing co-op, and uh, some of this fish was packaged up, boxed up, and sent to Hawaii because, you know, the Onaga is the... Uh, is the number one fish. These guys just go crazy for a you know, especially over Christmas time. 
So we were able to, uh, you know, have a, you know, pretty good market. It was, uh, um, you know, as, as interesting enough, our biggest buyers on Guam were the uh, tuna, uh, uh, the people who did the personators, the Zenowich. Uh, they had these beautiful, beautiful, uh, uh, long, uh, uh, oh man, almost 200 feet probably, uh, uh, personating boats. And they loved our redfish, the Nagas, the Leahys, uh, and they would buy as much as uh, as we had, really. And, uh, you know, they, I guess, tired of eating lobster because that's what they eat most of the time. So that was something we were able to sell our fish to these fine folks. And then we made an agreement with them, which was very cool. We could go into Tinian, and that's where they kind of had a, a headquarters for their uh, fishing. And we could go into Tinian, and we would tie up alongside one of these purse hangers, and any... Uh, fish, any tuna that was less than 18 inches long, we could take it for bait and in that brine. And then we would pack them up in these uh, burlap bags and then we'd take it over to the sun and then we'd make a bin in our fish hold for the uh, for the bait. And that's what we used to bait with these fish that we got from the purse trainers. And uh, then, uh, you know, off we go. Then we'd head up north. And, uh, you know, our first fish, Anatahan, um, the great fishing area where we uh, were up there, uh, we would take uh, Japanese adventurers, uh, you know, people who are like uh, fishing uh, uh, kind of gurus in, in Japan where they have their own magazine and then they bring people uh, up to uh, the northern uh, Marianas, you know, using our boat, using our crew, and they would do uh, cliff fishing. Isaiah, this, is, this is interesting. They would get on a cliff. And they would have all the equipment, you know, like the things that you need to anchor the cliff with the ropes and stuff. And they would get in, like, these uh, situations where they could, could kind of hang on these cliffs. And they would fish for the biggest skipjack for world's record of uh, cliff fishing. They call it cliff fishing. Uh, you know, we caught a lot of skipjack, caught a lot of fish. Uh, you know, really uh, quite a beautiful uh, uh, group of men. And, you know, nothing was wasted. Everything was, uh, you know, harvested and uh, something that, you know, that we wanted to sell. But the interesting thing about it was uh, that these guys were like a barber, like an insurance man, all these different uh, salesmen, all these different occupations from Japan would hook up with this gentleman. And then he, of course, would take them, you know, using our boat and, of course, our crew. Uh, and, and that picture of that is on the Fishing on Guam book. It was put together by the... Uh, the folks over there at the Breen Lab. And uh, uh, Mr. Cushing's, uh, he has a, a lot of his pictures. Uh, Tom Guest was a photographer at the time, and he did a lot of uh, um, documenting some of these activities, and that was something that, uh, that was really exciting. Uh, just just entering into that world, when we got up to uh, um, Alamogan, Alamogan was really interesting. Because Alamogan... Uh, at a certain time of the day, this is in a, we're, we're on Alamogdon. We're in we're in this gentleman's house. Um, I, I think it was I think it was Santos. I think this is where Ben Santos, the mayor. I think this was his family, and all of these houses that were there. There's maybe about six houses. Each one of them had a roofing tin standing on its side, all the way around the house. What do you think that was for, Isaiah? Isaiah. Yes, sir. We Are got you, ten yeah. minutes. What's that? We got 10 minutes, sir. Okay, so what do you think that tin around these houses was for? It was out about maybe 10 feet from the house, mm -hmm. and they're all standing on it all the way around the house. What do you think that was for? I'm not sure, sir. <laughs> well, at 3 o'clock, at 3 o'clock, right on the nose, 
down from the hill to come and get water with pigs. First one or two coming down the hill. And then, Isaiah, mm-hmm. we're talking about 200 pigs. In a half an hour, there were 200 pigs down there getting to the water, mm-hmm. and the whole place uh, was completely, uh, uh, you know, surrounded with these pigs. So that, that uh, roofing tin was to keep the pigs out of the house and coming into their uh, where they actually, the actual people were. Mm-hmm. So instead of you thinking about you, you're pinning the pigs, uh, that's not the case. You're, you're putting the people, uh, you know, so everybody has to step over these, uh, these roofing tents to protect themselves. And then what happens, then, and then what happens is interesting. After the pigs get their water, people all day long are harvesting coconuts. They're yeah. harvesting the coconuts, uh, and, and of course they're grinding the coconuts, and they get, they get about a 100-pound bag of coconuts. And then you take that coconut bag, you know, it's maybe 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 two or three of these big bags, and they would take it up to the hill, and all the pigs would follow them up the hill. And once they get up on top of this hill, the dogs, the cats, every animal there, uh, and all the pigs would eat coconut. They just pour it out on the ground, and all the, the mm-hmm. all the critters would uh, would go crazy for the coconut. That was a daily thing. And then again, right from the sunset, bang, right from the sunset. No more flies, no more flies, and then people would go down to the ocean. Uh, they clean up. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody would go back up to their houses. You know, they get out the guitars. Um, uh, ladies and the men would start cooking, and uh, you know, of course, no electricity, folks. So the stars are out. You know, it's just, it's just beautiful. It's just, you know, and uh, uh, if ever was a never, never land. You know, so that's that's Alamar, and that's a uh, that that uh, unbelievable place. Well, Anatahan, if you go to Anatahan, that's what Ben Tysikin, Ben Tysikin, interesting cello, uh, he, he uh, uh, has a, a group of, of unbelievable uh, children. Uh, what, what these oftentimes folks are called, they're called Seabees. And the reason why they're called Seabees is because they're food gatherers. They don't, uh, they don't, nobody works at eight to five anywhere. They're just food gatherers. They go out fishing, they go crabbing, they go out, and that's how they make their living. So when these guys landed, we were on our boat, and the, uh, the field trip boat came up. Same time, these uh, guys uh, hit the beach. Uh, Mr. Tysikin had his tilaja out. Uh, the kids had already killed a goat, and they were they were uh, stripping the meat, and they were drying the meat over over a, a small fire. Uh, they had his place cleaned up. Uh, and the interesting thing, the interesting, the most fascinating, is Mr. Tysikin's entertainment. Mr. Tysikin's entertainment. Is Japanese baseball. He would sit there and listen to these Japanese baseball games all night long, and uh, uh, unbelievable. You know, we're just all cracking up. You know, but, but so we spent some time with him. Then we, of course, headed up. And uh, when we got up to Pogan, uh, Pogan's interesting. Now you got to remember, Pogan's tomorrow. Agree him in the island north of that is Caribbean. So in the tomorrow aspect, what would happen when the field trip boat got there? All the beer would get dropped off, and now. This is what happens. Nobody stops drinking. Everybody drinks until all the beer is gone. It's not like somebody's going to wait and keep uh, the weekend. Uh, we're going to drink some, some open beers. No, no, no. It all is drunk right then and there. So at the time we were up there, there were school teachers up there. So the school teachers would kind of get freaked out. They'd go into their house and lock the door while everybody else was kind of driving around. They had a Jeep with no brakes and, and just, you know, it was kind of just wild, wild west because everybody was drunk from drinking all this beer. So then you leave Pagan and you go up to uh, Agrihan. Now Agrihan is Carolinian, and up there at the time there was a school teacher, and the school teacher uh, 
bless his heart, unbelievable job. There was a, a person. There was a person who was uh, uh, in the, in uh, deaf um, and uh, couldn't uh, couldn't uh, uh, talk, and so he taught him sign language. So everybody on the island could talk to this girl now. It was really beautiful, and uh, um, so that uh, he was able to do that. But when the field trip boat came, he starts drinking scotch, and he drinks scotch, and then he goes ballistic, and he starts chasing everybody around, telling them to go get the bananas, go get the pugwa, go get all these things. We got to harvest it because we got to sell it to the guys on the field trip boat, so they can get money for their zoris. Okay, so I'm with this guy. And we go into the banana uh, plantation there in Agrihan, and we, we pop off. Uh, uh, he's carrying two of them. I'm carrying two of them. We get on our shoulders, and we're going towards the field trip boat down there where, the, where, they, where they land in. And uh, uh, my friend looks at me and he goes, you know, if I wanted Zoe's for my kids, I'd move to Saipan. And then he threw the bananas down on the ground, and that was it. <laughs> he, was, he wasn't interested in giving the bananas to the, uh, to the folks there in uh, 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 field trip boat. And then uh, later on, uh, when we were fishing up there, interesting enough, in Saipan, we met this, we met these guys who were on a, this fiberglass sailboat, this really beautiful fiberglass sailboat, and they had been funded to look for the treasure in a Greenland. There was some pirate or some kind of story uh, about this pirate in, uh, uh, in, in a Greenland that they buried this treasure, and they had these really uh, heavy-duty uh, metal detectors. And they also had, interestingly enough, uh, an airplane that they flew over for, for uh, to, to which, uh, light, I guess, I don't know, is it the, not ultraviolet or, uh, or what it is to be able to see if there's any metal on the, uh, on the, uh, on land. So that was one of the things that they had uh, uh, going on up there to do. Now, if you continue, what time we got, Isaiah? We have three minutes left. Three minutes left. Okay, so you can kind of continue up. Of course, that's a good, and then you get to, get to Ascension. Now, Ascension is a perfect cone, Bert. It's a perfect cone. It's just beautiful. It's a volcanic cone. And there is a zuzu. Plenty, plenty, plenty of zuzu. Unbelievable. And the way the guys in the Northern Marians, like I mentioned, same as in Tinian, they kill a goat, they gut it, and they leave it. And in the morning, there's 50 of the zuzus covering this thing. Unbelievable. So, you know, that's... You can only bring 50 pieces down. I don't know if that, that's the way it was when I was the last time I was up there. I don't know if that law has changed. I know they don't want you to kill sharks. Uh, and, I, of course, Fenihi, you can't touch the Fenihi. You know, there's a, there's a big-time extinct folks. But the sharks are now kind of protected. It's interesting because when the sharks used to bite our fishing lines, we'd catch them and bring them to the top, and the hook would be in their mouth. And we, uh, we'd shoot the shark. And then we'd uh, bring the shark up to the side with a go, and then we'd, we'd gut the shark, and then we'd get the hook out of the shark, and then we'd send the shark back down. The other sharks would eat that shark, mm. and then we'd be able to catch fish. Interesting. And then, of course, if we caught a fish and it was only half a fish, we knew the sharks were, uh, were still down there, you know, biting fish. And then you go to Mog, and Mog is the three islands. That's where they just went up. Uh, Governor Torres just went there with Arrington, the uh, deer meat, we eat deer meat. Uh, that's a, um, a Deer Meat for Dinner. I think it's called Deer Meat for Dinner. He's got a YouTube, two-plus million folks watch this thing. And they took four deers up to Poggin. Uh, and then they were supposed to go up to Mog to put a, a flag in the in the ground. But what the next thing we have to do is get a hold of uh, Vicente Santos. Uh, he's the mayor of the Northern Marianas. And my time up there, I was up there long enough where I got a voting registered card for a Greenland Island. We were up there over six months. So we were able to vote. I think at the time it was only 12, uh, 12 uh, 
uh, elected people who could, uh, could vote in Northern Marianas. But yeah, that's a, and Mog, it, it, it's interesting. Um, so Isaiah, tell me when we got to our last 10 seconds, okay? All right, we have about one minute. One minute, okay. Okay, so so uh, when you go into Mog, uh, there's three islands, and the entrance into Mog is about the same entrance into Upper Harbor. It's pretty large. And even the de- uh, deployment ship, there was a deployment, the MV Loomis, went in there, they dropped all of their chain and their anchor, they called ground tackle, and they couldn't get it back up. They couldn't get it back up, they had to cut it. And that's about $200,000 worth of uh, grand ground tackle that went into the ocean there. But uh, um, anyway, they, they, you can anchor in there, it's about 100 fathoms deep, uh, and uh, you know, one of the fishing, I'm not logged now though, I think is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I think it's, uh, it's one of the islands you're not supposed to go to. That island and the Guguan is where all the birds are. Uh, unbelievable. There are hundreds of them. So if you want to watch some of these islands, you can YouTube it. Put, put YouTube, put the name of the island on YouTube and watch them. They have some folks in there, some really nice videos uh, of, of these places. I think you'd be impressed with their, uh, I think they'll be impressed with uh, uh, what, what you can see. 30 uh, seconds. By, by watching the videos. So how are we doing? We got 30 seconds, so. 30 seconds. Okay, folks. So, SETI Bay, we're down here. We're going to be here until Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. If you uh, want to hike on down, walk on down, you know, we're, uh, we're going to go ashore. we got a nice little Avon uh, dinghy here with a little mercury, and uh, uh, we'll be going back and forth. And we'd love to see people down here. Bring a family down. It's Fourth of July. Come on down to SETI Bay, folks. You know, uh, and meet, these, seconds, <laughs> meet so. Guelu. Talk to Guelu. Talk to Matingan. Talk to uh, Sanahi. You know, it's a very powerful group. We're very lucky. My son Brett and I are here. And, uh, we're blessed to be in the company of these uh, unbelievable gentlemen. So, folks, always remember, the strongest force in the universe is with you at all the time. The only thing you have to do is chant it. It's a mantra. Go, love, 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 love. Glide, 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 glide.